and welcome to the latest episode of the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition. In this series, the Bankers editors are speaking to industry experts from across financial services to explore how banking is responding to global challenges and trends, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, sustainability, and the drive for increased technological innovation. I'm Marie Kemple, the Bankers Investment Banking and Capital Markets Editor, and in this podcast, I'm joined by Raj Bakru, Chief Innovation Officer at ACA Group, a business that provides governance, risk and compliance advisory and solutions for financial services firms. Thanks for joining me today, Raj. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, pleasure. Um, and in this podcast, we're going to be discussing the tricky issue of communication surveillance for financial firms, you know, and this is in the context of firms ensuring that they are complying with regulations, such as around the avoidance of financial crime and market abuse, etc. But Raj, to begin with, perhaps, you know, we can begin with maybe describe how this world has changed over, you know, the last decade, or even, you know, perhaps uh, uh, earlier than that, you know, when considering the proliferation of different platforms and communication methods, you know, in the context of communication surveillance, because, you know, we're not just talking about phone calls and emails here, right? No, no. Uh, things used to be a lot simpler, for sure, in terms of how we used to communicate um, and what we needed to capture and surveil from a compliance perspective. Uh, certainly, phone calls and emails, obviously, for, for quite some time now have been in scope, but now we have, you know, chat. Uh, we've had Bloomberg chat for a long time that a lot of folks on the street have been using. Uh, other forms of chat have, have emerged, of course, and so now we have instant messaging, people are using Slack, they're using Teams. Uh, and now, obviously, with the pandemic, much more video. Uh, so Zoom, Teams, uh, et cetera, variety of platforms out there. And it, it's just such a, a complex world to ingest and understand that data. Uh, you think about facial expressions in video. You can communicate so many things that are non-verbal, non-captured. You can't translate or transcribe some of the things that are that are coming across in these new new communication mechanisms. And even with the old ones, right? With emails, we can now embed emojis and GIFs, right? Um, and how do you process that and understand the context and, and what's actually being conveyed so that you're surveilling in, in an appropriate way? Uh, languages have always been tricky, right? Understanding complexities of different languages. Now we have it across all these other mediums. We have slang. Uh, it's it's very different geo by geo. So just the complexity of the surveillance spaces has grown tremendously over the last few years. And almost, you know, to add another layer on top of that, of course, recently we've had the pandemic and with that, that brought mass migration in the first instance, instance to, to home working. And then subsequently, we've now seen this kind of adoption of hybrid, you know, part office, part homeworking. You know, what additional challenges has that thrown up in, in communication surveillance? Basically, the wall of what's considered business communication is gone now, right? We're all working from home. Uh, we're using our home internet connections. We're using our home laptops or, or our phones. And uh, increasingly, the, the discussions that we're having on our phones with text messaging, for example, one thread might be personal. What, what are you doing this weekend? Next thread might be business communications about a trade or about uh, you know, some deal that you're working on. And compliance officers obviously have the, the responsibility to surveil that. They don't want to take in all of that personal data, all sorts of concerns that we can talk about as you do that. Uh, but they have to bring in the business communication. So how do you, how do you sift between the two and, and identify what's truly business communications? Because increasingly, we're using those consumer tools for business purposes. And the pandemic, while it doesn't force that, it has certainly driven us in that direction. And we're all doing that more and more now. 
as you say, you know, we live in this this time now where those those barriers, as you say, are kind of blurring and it's becoming more difficult. And and also, I guess, employee expectations around data privacy and their, you know, and the privacy of, of what they're discussing in those conversations, they have expectations around that. I mean, how do firms manage, how can firms manage that delicate issue then? You know, as you say, it's a tricky and emerging area, but what sort of things are they starting to do and think about? A lot of it, a lot of it comes down to what you've told your employees you're going to do. So appropriate disclosures, having employees sign off on on uh, that your compliance program and how you're going to ingest that data, so they're on notice and they understand that. You know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna text message for business purposes and my my personal communications are sitting alongside that, that's all coming in together. So you have to make a choice as an employee. Uh, do I just not want to? use those types of tools and, and maintain that privacy of, of personal communications? Or frankly, do I not care? Do I, do, I, uh, do I get more benefit from the convenience of these additional communication mechanisms and not care about the privacy and, and concerns as much? Uh, and I'll sign off on that and allow you to adjust my, my personal data. Uh, the communication surveillance rules here are in conflict with privacy rules, right? Uh, but most privacy rules, including GDPR and, and the rules we have over here in the US, uh, state that your business compliance uh, regulations take priority, right? When it's business communications that, that are uh, within those messages that are, that are implicated, uh, that's, that's the predominant rule. Uh, you know, certainly everyone wants to maintain privacy. Everyone, everyone's going to face a case of you know, compliance officer receiving a request for uh, data destruction from an employee or a former employee, right? And they're going to have to respond to those and understand what they've disclosed and what the employees have signed off and make sure they have a, a robust compliance program there. We support clients on both the, the privacy side of things as well as the compliance side of things. So we see it both both directions at, and, you know, the, the, the financial services compliance side of things will usually take hold. Um, and that will be the, the leading regulation, if you will, for, for what you have to comply with here. Yeah, you've spoken already as well around the, the complexity of operating within an international context, you know, and, and firms being subject to different different regulations in different uh, geographic jurisdictions and also potentially conflicting regulation. I mean, how do firms manage that, you know? Yeah. Thankfully, most of the regulations, aside from privacy not being in in uh, conflicting with the with the financial services regulations, most of the global regulations are going in the same direction. So you can design a program that's um, you know generally fit for global purposes. There will be nits and nuances about every global regime. You have to do certain things for anti-bribery and corruption, certain things for modern slavery, certain things for um, insider trading and market abuse, there'll be different uh, specific policies you need to apply against the communications that you're archiving and surveilling. Um, but the, the act of ingesting all of that content is global. Uh, that's pretty much required across the world. Privacy rules are obviously becoming more and more global and many of them are being modeled off GDPR. So thankfully, there's not too much conflict between what you're seeing from privacy regimes and mandates across the world. Uh, certainly, they each have their own nits and nuances. Unfortunately, here in the US, we have a state uh, policy mandate right now versus a federal one, which complicates things. You see other rules in India and Singapore, um, but largely they, they align with GDPR. Um, and for most of them, 
the, the outcome is that your financial services surveillance requirements uh, are the predominant ones and are what you need to need to look at. It's more what do you ingest. So for example, over in the UK, obviously you guys were ahead in requiring the ingestion of phone calls and the recording of phone calls. That's now taken hold more globally. Global firms uh, made that a, a international thing. They didn't just do it over in the UK for their UK affiliates um, or UK branches. They did it for everyone across the across the world. Uh, so where where you can just going to the least common denominator, if you will, of the of the requirements makes things a lot easier. Uh, but it does also mean that you're now sitting on a tremendous amount more data because you pretty much have to ingest everything. Well, thanks so much for sharing your your views and experiences with us today, Raj, and what is uh, you know an area that continues to to evolve. Um, but that's all for this podcast. Um, you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.